0: makes me think of hebrews 9 and 27 where it says it is appointed on the man once to die and after this the judgment you know until this moment that we Mm. were discussing i never really understood what that meant that you know i understood what it meant but there's clarity here when you think of that first judgment you are immediately judged the second you die
1: had such a good conversation and now we have to have it again because <laughs> i wasn't recording that whole time the, uh there is something very humiliating about trying to handle technology and i am having a hard time with it but we were talking about thanksgiving okay now i got to ask you different questions because uh because it won't seem as organic that's kind of a it's kind of a buzzword yes. these days It's it's got to happen organically <laughs> i don't know what that even means but um do you do you prefer organic foods do you when you get the vegetables do you go for organic vegetables not necessarily yeah i don't know i mean does that just mean I they are either or does that just mean they aren't raised with pesticides or something or
0: i'm assuming that's what it is we have no idea <laughs> no <laughs> we have no clue. idea <laughs>
1: but i know they're more expensive right. um Anyway, we were talking about Thanksgiving, and you said you don't make any of it. You you just a taste you know, test.
0: Basically, uh, you know, my wife labors in the kitchen, and she may call me in once in a while to have a taste. And
1: and we said we parted ways on the cranberry issue. You I were in favor, them. and I was against. Um. Uh. What What is the pie choice for the meal? Okay. Now, my my wife loves pumpkin pie. Yes.
0: Uh, not me. Okay. Not okay. Uh, And I love a pie that you don't like, and that's lemon meringue pie.
1: Yep, can't stand it.
0: Yeah, that's that's my favorite pie.
1: Okay. Um, Have you ever had sweet potato pie? Oh yeah. I know that's a popular. Okay, I know that's a popular Thanksgiving uh, for some Thanksgiving uh, dish. I've never had it. Um, I was saying how when you're not in someone's home, you don't get the leftovers afterwards, but. I wonder how Black Friday shopping will be affected because of uh, COVID. COVID, yeah. yeah. Do you do any Black Friday shopping? Not at all. Yeah, I we never did, and then the kids got to college, and they uh, last year we went, but it was just kind of a drag. I know mean, what's the point? But um, I guess if you need a TV, it's a good time to go. But um, but I we like Thanksgiving. Um, it's it's just a time to reflect on what God has given us. Like I saw something from a Christian. Um, uh, on Twitter, who said, and I have to clean up the language a little bit, even though this person claims to be a Christian, um, said that they didn't like Christmas. I have always wondered that. I remember we had a pastor once that Mm -hmm. said he was a Scrooge when it came to Christmas. I thought, Mm -hmm. okay. Um it's only the incarnation of our Lord and, you know, the the miracle of the virgin birth and the beginning of our redemption, but Anyway, this guy said kind of the same thing, but he planned on celebrating Christmas, like, to the fullest this year because he wanted to, and again, I have to kind of clean up the language, he wanted to uh, say goodbye to 2020, like, like uh, because it has been so kind of like a disaster year. Mm-hmm. Um, yet every day that we've had this year, even though it has been, I would say it's been a difficult year, we still have much to give thanks for. I don't, I don't like when people who especially can be Christians like are saying, well, this year has, and and again, this person used language that I would not use, but said this year was, was not good, but, but who has been in control, right? Who has been walking us through this whole process? So I don't mean to sound preachy there, but I think our first, the first time we went around, it was better than this because we had some better things to say, but we're looking forward to the holidays. I guess that's what we're saying, and and Lord willing, we'll, um, we'll enjoy those with family and friends, and we hope you do too. Um, we want to continue our discussion today on eternity, and specifically talking about what would be what we would call the intermediate heaven. Okay, I don't mean to throw you, Derek, but what would what would we say? Why do we why do we use that phrase, intermediate heaven?
0: Okay, because the heaven that is in current existence will at some point in the future be incorporated into the earth. Uh, I think we even need to, t- need to take a step back if you look at scripture and it talks about there being three heavens and that would be enough to confuse anyone. Uh, the first, of course, is simply talking about the atmospheric heaven, the sky. Uh, and then you have the stellar heavens, which uh, uh, the planets and what have you are located, and then you have uh, the third heaven, which Paul uh, spoke about, and that is the current domain of God. But uh, sometime in the future, after the tribulation has occurred, after the millennial kingdom and all of those events in the end times occurs, then heaven will descend with the capital city being the New Jerusalem, and will merge with the earth. So, in reality, to say that we're going up yonder, as they used to say, uh, we are, but we're coming back down.
1: Yeah. In other words, where we go when we die is not the final destination. Right.
0: Uh, I I went by way of Cleveland to say that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but that that's true.
1: Yeah. The the and it's going to be wonderful. -hmm. But it's not the final heaven. Right. Um, We know it's going to be wonderful because the scripture has said these sorts of things. We are ready to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Um, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Um, And then, specifically, what the thief said to the Savior on the cross remember me when you come into thy kingdom. kingdom." I always am refreshed by that. And I've I think I've said this when we're talking about salvation that I'm glad there's no formula to pray when you want to pray mm-hmm. quote a sinner's prayer. I mean, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That did it. That's right. Because it revealed the heart of the man right. trusting in the savior. And he said today you'll be with me in paradise. So God forbid that any of our listeners would drop dead or you and I would drop dead, but at some, someday we're going to. So we want to ask ourselves what we can expect when that happens. Um, have, in, in, I don't know if it was in which one of these things I read, so I don't know if it was in one of the things you read this week, Derek, but have you, have you heard of something called the first and the final judgments? That believers will face the first and final judgments? The
0: first and final. I've never heard it put that way. Okay. Uh, I can tell you what I understand the judgment of the believer to be. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Of course, well, I would say the first judgment for the believer would be right at the time of death, Mm -hmm. uh, in that it will, and it's not so much to where you're standing before a tribunal, but it determines. Uh, Based upon your profession of faith, before you die, if you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, you enter eternity, and at that first instantaneous judgment, it is determined whether you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. So the reality is is that first judgment would be uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, but the final judgment would be what is called the Bema Seat or the judgment seat to where the believer is going to be judged immediately following the rapture. And this is not talking about being judged for sin, but it's talking about being judged for service and the works that you performed while you were here in the earth. And it, it will be there that you will receive reward. So mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken, that's what's being uh, said. But if I'm not correct, you can correct me on that.
1: No, I'm just... I'm amazed because um, your your friendship is such a gift to me. Because what you just said was well, not just encouraging me, but it was it, it's exactly what I was thinking, and okay. um, it just proves uh, you weren't prepared for that. But it just proves to me your depth of of knowledge and understanding of the scriptures, and and, um, and that's exactly right that that. I don't know why I should try to restate it because you said it so well. Except, to, yeah, that first judgment happens at the second of our death. Right. And the judgment, we will know the judgment based on where we end up. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> um, and and the, the writer that, I don't remember which book it was, said this is a judgment of faith. hmm right? right? Did you have it or not? Right. We're not saying, you know, I'm a person of faith, but did you have the faith? Did you mm-hmm. believe in mm-hmm. the Lord? And the great news about the thief on the cross is that you, you have every second of your life to make that decision. Amen. Um, it shouldn't be like a, I'm going to hedge my bets on my deathbed and make sure I've got all my bases covered. But if you have exercised that faith... The judgment that is made is you are allowed entrance into heaven. Amen. And the second judgment that believers face is, as you said, the the rewards that come. And that's a judgment of works. Right. Okay. So our hope would be that everyone who's listening is prepared really for both judgments, yes. but primarily the judgment of faith, that mm-hmm. first judgment that we right. face.
0: Yeah, because if, you, if you're not prepared for the judgment of faith, there won't be the final judgment in terms of the christian as far as uh, works and reward right
1: yeah the the judgment that unbelievers face is the same they face an initial judgment where their decision to reject christ Mm. results in their being cast into hades we talked about that on the last episode but they will be raised to Mm -hmm. stand before the great white throne where the judgment will be made just to confirm them in their right. eternal separation right. from God. It's, May I say this just for
0: a second? Of course, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, I, it makes me think of Hebrews 9 and 27 where it says, it is appointed unto man mm. once to die and after this the judgment. You know, until this moment that we mm. were discussing, it, I never really understood what that meant. That You know, I understood what it meant, but... There's clarity here when you think of that first judgment you are immediately judged the second you die mm-hmm. so that, uh, that that leaves no room for places like purgatory and all of these right. other things after death right. immediately following death you're judged mm-hmm. and you are and it is determined where you will spend eternity mm-hmm.
1: and there is such urgency in that because I mean, God forbid I pull out onto Main Street and a truck hits me, right? Or uh, some physical thing in my body happens. We we d- we are not granted that privilege to right. know the moment of our death. So to be prepared for that moment mm-hmm. is is so critical. And and the idea that that the first judgment we are judged for our response to Christ Mm -hmm. and in the second judgment we're judged based on our service to Christ I like I think you said it better our sins and our service well Mm -hmm. our sins are removed Mm -hmm. if we've trusted in Christ
0: well you have that three-way judgment in terms of uh, I I know you like using letters for alliteration yeah and I think of the three S's as it relates to the believer in the past we were judged as sinners in the present, we're being judged as sons, and in the future, we will be judged as servants. Hmm. So each step of the way, we are being judged.
1: Yeah, yeah. The it, It's, you know, again, not to be morbid or, or I'm not trying to be trite, but whether I die in a week or a year or 20 years, what should I expect to happen when I die? Hmm. And the, on this side, it, it is so, we, we, we see and know from this perspective what happens. I'm always struck by when I walk through estate sales and I finger through people's closets and drawers and touch their things, all these things that were so precious to them. And then I can imagine people dragging those possessions off to goodwill that weren't purchased. And, and then, of course, they take care of your body and, and friends and family members, um, carry that casket to the grave, lay it down, walk away. We we know that that body goes into the ground and all of our possessions and things remain. We know that naked we come into this world and naked yes, we leave it. Yes. But none of us who have lived with the exception of Jesus Christ can give us a glimpse behind what is awaiting us and scripture does give us that glimpse. So let's begin to discuss this. What And, and maybe we're going to have to stretch this into a couple, but one error that I wish you would speak to is uh, the belief that when we die, we become angels. Hmm. When you express why we think that's false or any comments on that?
0: And yes, and it's so unfortunate because that thinking is alive and well in the church. We're not necessarily uh, talking about unregenerate people who have this mentality, but there are Christians who espouse that. I remember being in a church once and a woman uh, said that her chi- grandchild asked, no, asked uh, her child asked, uh, where is grandma at? You know, because grandma had passed away, and she said, more or less in angelic form, that grandma was was vacuuming the clouds for Jesus. Now, the, and this lady was serious, mm-hmm. and so you have people who think that uh, people die and then they sprout wings, and they're, and they're all of a sudden they're in the angelic form. In reality, angels are of a different nature mm-hmm. than us, and we are not going to change natures when we go into glory. Uh, as they say, we will be numerically the same from the time that we die until the time that the Lord resurrects us once again. We will be reunited with our bodies. Of course, they will be transformed, but you will be the same thing you were yeah. before you died and you will be that for all eternity.
1: Yeah. I have heard people say that so often and it's more troubling when people who've been in the church or believers say that. Right. And, and I don't know how many years ago now it was that Mrs. Chase passed yes, away. Yes, I remember. Yeah, Jenny and Chase, yeah, so just a, some people listening will remember her and and I I preached her funeral and I remember people that I knew for a long time saying that heaven gained an angel or now there's a new angel in heaven. And I remember specifically preaching about that, that she is not an angel, nor would she want to be one. Like angels are servants. We are sons.
0: That, That would actually be a demotion.
1: Yeah. Like we are saints, not angels we do not become angels you said it we we remain of the same nature so i guess the question is then we go to this our bodies are laid in the ground we discard our bodies and our souls again we're talking about the believers go immediately into the presence of god or this what we call an intermediate heaven Mm -hmm. um i didn't prepare this question so i'll just ask you and get your i mean get your opinion right off here do you? What is your position on on what will we have temporary bodies? Okay, because in our next episode we're going to start to talk about the resurrection bodies. But do you believe God is going to prepare us like a temporary body to live in until our resurrected bodies are raised? Or our our physical bodies are raised. Uh,
0: for some reason, I do. Now, I've, I've uh, as I was reading and preparing, uh, I've seen debates on both sides where equal. Uh, equally good scholarship on both sides of the Mm -hmm. board, either agree or disagree. But one thing that was brought up was, well, actually two individuals that were brought up were uh, Enoch and Elijah, who were uh, transported to heaven in their natural bodies. Uh, We don't know if they lost that body and the Lord gave them something else. I I think that uh, a lot of people think that we will be ethereal uh, puffs of smoke Yeah. You know, floating around in heaven. Um, I can't be dogmatic about it, but I believe that the Lord will fit us with something that may be of a temporary nature in heaven. Right. And then we will get the real deal when the rapture takes place. Okay. All right. That's of course that's conjecture. Yeah, I, cannot, I, I know, I would I would, about I would that. tend to disagree
1: with you. Okay, and that's fine. Yeah, just well, we're going to have to start over again since you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, the the only reason I do, and and again, this okay. is just we're just specul- total okay. speculation, is because it diminishes the resurrection of our bodies. Okay. But at the same time, the guy in Hades, the rich man, could talk. Right. He could see. hmm He could feel. And so I, I don't as I as I touch my hands and clap right. and feel my body, mm-hmm. I believe it is this very body that it's, will be raised oh, eventually. I agree with that. You're right. I know that. Yeah. But is God gonna go to the trouble to make one that kind of looks like me? a temporary kind of looks like me, and then what would I do with that body when my new one comes? And and I I think where I land on it, again, speculation, you may be right, I may be wrong, is that somehow our souls will be fit to do things that our body did. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah,
0: I understand what you're saying. But
1: okay. I I... I can't imagine that I'm, my spirit is going to leave my body in some hospital room somewhere when I'm 98, hopefully, <laughs> um, to go into another body. I, I think somehow that spirit, and again, I don't believe in the puffs of smoke, Like, mm-hmm. but again, this is all just conjecture, and people right. hoping for the answers are going to be disappointed because none of us know, and the scripture is not yeah. clear mm-hmm. on that, which is why we can disagree on that and and say we're just not sure. Um, we're already at the twenty-minute mark, so some of the other questions are going to have to wait. Um, some of the questions, like well, we'll just we'll just hold off on those. So we'll continue talking about the intermediate heaven and our intermediate bodies. But maybe people who are listening would have uh, more insight. advice. But but in 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 the three or four books that I'm looking at, right, I did not find any. Everyone was saying the same thing. We are. We're just not sure. Right. We think right. this might be the case. Um, we're not sure. Here's the the, the book that we both uh, enjoy reading by Erwin Lutzer. Um, says same with the rich man that he he must have had a body um, because he could feel and see and etc. Mm-hmm. And we do not think of spirits as able to perform those right. things. But then he says, this is where I kind of agree, but if they already do have bodies, temporary bodies, why does Paul place such an emphasis on the resurrection? Okay. Right? What would be the great joy of having our bodies back? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on to say, which is where I got this, that somehow the souls of those who have departed and have died still have the function of a body. Yeah. Uh, but well, we're basically shrugging our shoulders yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll know at some point, and and that's again not the critical thing, but it, it is interesting to speculate about. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say one more thing?
0: No, I'm. I, I'm. Uh...
1: <laughs> did you want to say another thing about your favorite Thanksgiving? Did you did you want to say something else about your Thanksgiving supper? This has been uh, this has been a word of grace. Uh, we are glad you were able to join us and. Uh, it's a Monday. What do you expect? We're, we're trying our best. But these are subjects, you know, we're, we could be pretty clear when we went through the salvation subjects because the scripture is just speaking very clear to that. This, there's some up in the air things. Literally up in the air. That's a pretty good way to end the, uh, now did you want to say something? <laughs> All right. Hey, take care. Lord Willie will talk to you on Wednesday.